it's when you think of real estate, you have to think of it in kind of two different places. There's investing in real estate where you're acquiring property and you're you're adding to your own portfolio and you're building wealth. And then there's working in real estate, which is what I used to do, which is property management, sales, flipping, wholesaling, all of that is a job. So you can transition from your nine to five into another nine to five job in real estate. Um, but again, that's not going to give you that long-term wealth generation that you're really trying to build. And so um, again, when you talked about mindset shift, it's shifting your mindset to if you're really interested in real estate, are you interested in a real estate job? Or are you interested in really building wealth? Because the two of them are not the same thing. Welcome to the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show, a community for real estate investors to learn, network, and grow. Be sure to join the InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. I'm your host, Travis Murphy. I first off, before we begin, I want to apologize for not having a podcast released last week. Uh, we've been releasing our podcasts every Wednesday morning. And I have had a lot, had a lot of stuff going on last week and I just wasn't able to get to it. I didn't want to rush something out. So I figured I would hold off. It was the first podcast, first week we had gone without releasing a podcast um, in months. So I want to apologize. I, I actually, we have a flip project going on and it was a very short close. It was actually an assignment deal, which is more or less a wholesale. Um, but but the, the wholesaler put it on the, on the multiple list, but there was very tight timelines and getting uh getting the deal done took a little extra on this one so i had a lot of things going on i was juggling was not able to get the podcast released so again i apologize but moving on with this week's podcast i want to thank you all for tuning in again you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at the invest nest and of course check out the investnest.com it's an online social community for real estate investors to connect network and grow. Also, I just want to remind everybody listening, please hit the subscribe button if you have not already and go leave us a review and a rating. It doesn't cost you anything. It's absolutely free. It takes you less than a minute. You just hit the five star button and type a little sentence or two just saying how much you're enjoying the podcast. It really does help us out. All right. So we have another we have another great invest guest joining us this week. Her name is Brianna Campbell. Uh, she is a real estate investing coach, uh, mentor, but she kind of takes a different approach, a unique approach to it, and is very helpful for any type of investor, whether you're just getting started or already investing. A lot of really good insight comes out of this interview, so I hope you guys all enjoy it. But before we get started, a quick word from one of our partners. Hey, Nesters, I want to take a minute to talk to you about PropStream. If you're in the investing game, you've probably heard about it, but I'm going to tell you why it's a must-have. We all know the real estate market is incredibly competitive right now, and good deals are getting harder and harder to find. That's why I use PropStream to find off-market deals and so much more. With PropStream, you gain instant access to nationwide property data sourced through both MLS and public record, allowing you to use their over 150-plus filters to build your own custom mailing list of motivated sellers. And from there, with a few clicks, you can start an instant direct mailing campaign. Or if you want to reach out directly, use their skip tracing feature to access property owners' contact info instantly, which is great while out driving for dollars with their awesome mobile app. PropStream offers an unbelievable amount of real estate data, along with so many features and tools to help give investors the edge when it comes to finding deals. That's why I use PropStream, and so should you. 
So go check it out with a free seven-day trial by visiting trial.propstream.com slash investnest. Again, that's trial.propstream.com slash investnest. All right, and now it's time to welcome our invest guest, Rihanna Campbell with Proper Planning. Rihanna can be found on her website, properplanning.realestate, and also on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, at Rihanna M. Campbell, and Clubhouse as well, at Rihanna Biz Coach. Uh, Rihanna, welcome to the Invest Nest. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really exciting. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Likewise. Likewise. So how are things going in your world? Everything good? Off Is spring uh, off to a good start so far? <laughs> well, it's cicada season here. <laughs> the cicadas are starting to come out. So walking my dogs has become uh, a bit of an adventure, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of challenging to see them kind of coming out of the earth and, and uh, all over the place. Yeah. A lot of distra- I can imagine that's a distraction for your dogs wanting to go check out every cicada that comes. Yeah, out. <laughs> they have to sniff every tree, and I'm just afraid that something is going to drop on me. So. <laughs> yeah, and with the amount that are probably coming, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They're going to be dropping out of the sky all over. And the funny thing is, is I don't really know. It doesn't feel like to me that it's being talked about that much, and I think it's going to catch people by surprise when they come out in full force and effect. But yeah, yeah. They'll know about them. They'll know about them pretty soon here. Well, that sounds good. Other, other than the cicadas, I'm glad to hear you're doing doing well so far this year. So if you don't mind, could you just give us a, a brief introduction about yourself? Tell us about you, know, you and what you do with real estate. Yeah, sure. So I've, I've been in um, property management and real estate and sales. And, you know, I did construction and, and design and uh, maintenance and all types of stuff in real estate for a really long time. Um, I sold my business a few years ago and started coaching and consulting with other businesses. Um, And I found that I've been wanting to um, just help all sorts of people, people who are just getting started, who are just trying to figure out where to start, (laughs) whether they're, you know, a first time investor or whether they're a new um, real estate agent. And I help everyone all in between to multi-million dollar properties. So um, I've been um, really fortunate to be able to share my industry knowledge and experience and all the things that I've been, I've gone through and I'm teaching other people so that they can avoid some of the mistakes that I made. So that's what I'm doing right now. Very cool. Very cool. And yeah, I've looked into, you know, I've checked out your website. I see what you're doing online and you know, it's, it's, it appears to me that you do bring a broad spectrum of experience. And that's what I wanted to have you come on, on the invest that's with us for today, because there's, you know, there's a lot of coaching programs that are out there that are kind of real specific. You seem to be more, a little bit more broad, uh, which requires, you know, a lot of experience and background. So could, can you tell us how, like, how did you get into real estate to begin with? And you know, how'd you find yourself ultimately becoming somebody that, you know, helps others get into real estate? Yeah. So when I was in college, I um, got an internship with a mortgage broker um, and I was doing mortgage, uh, helping, assisting mortgage loan officers with their deals. And that was fun. um, But that was my first exposure to working in the real estate industry. And um, right after that internship was over, I asked the broker if I could stay on and actually do some deals. And this was back in 2004. And so if you know the market, that was when the market was really high, when they had all the subprime loans and it was so easy to get a loan. And so I was doing mortgage deals, which was really great um, when I was in college and was making some pretty good money. 
Um, and then of course, shortly after that, things went south and I had to really rethink what I was doing and knew that I loved real estate enough to stick with it, but I just didn't know what other opportunities were out there for me. So I got my real estate education and I learned how to um, do uh, rent to own properties. I learned how to do foreclosure properties. I, know, I learned how to do wholesaling deals. Um, and then right after I got that education, I just started, I said, you know what, the easiest path would me for me to do is wholesaling. So I started off doing wholesaling and that thrust me into uh, a pool of investors. I started getting to know investors. I started getting to understand some of the problems they were having and what they wanted more than anything during the real estate crisis was support and help doing all the things that they just couldn't do. Um, and so I started helping and working with a lot of those investors who had properties um, all over. And for me, um, you know, a lot of the investors had properties in the Baltimore market. And so I was in the Baltimore market, literally going door to door, collecting rent checks, looking at problems, doing renovations, getting Section 8 tenants in the properties. Like I was, I mean, I got a lot of very early experience and didn't charge very much. I had no idea what I was doing, but I learned a lot of lessons during that time. So that was kind of the first place that I started. And that put me on the path of really starting my property management business. Awesome, very cool. So what, around what time was this when you were getting into the wholesaling and starting to plug yourself into the networks? Was this like early, like 11, 12, 13 or before that? This this was 08, this was right when the crash okay. happened. So okay. right after um, things went really bad is when I think a lot of investors were scrambling to try and figure out how they were gonna pay their bills and what they were gonna do and their tenants weren't paying rent. And so, um, yeah, so my business got started right then in 2008. Yeah, and so for our listeners out there, a lot, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of younger, the younger generation getting into real estate investing that, aren't maybe aware of as to the extent of what happened back then. And, you know, market, real estate markets change, obviously, and we're at the complete opposite ex end of the spectrum right now from how things were in, in 2009 and eight and nine and 10, right after the market crash. Uh, honestly, right now where we're at is where, how it felt back in five and six and in the beginning of seven. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. the, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, the, the landscape was different, you know, and I was thinking initially more so that maybe 2011, 12, 13, there's an abundance of rent, rental properties or investment properties and investment opportunities out there. But taking it a few years back, 08, 09, it wasn't there yet. There was still a lot of problems going on in the marketplace, a lot of issues, and there were some dark days back then. So you were, did you already have a property management company or were you managing your own properties were you managing other people's properties like what were you how did you thrust yourself in there to help other people and in what way were you helping investors yeah so i didn't i didn't have a clue on how to manage property i hadn't managed any property i was renting i didn't even own my own property so i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> i was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and hoping for the best um, but because I knew I wanted to do something in real estate and I decided, okay, wholesaling would be the thing for me. I was doing some of the stuff that people see nowadays. You probably drive down the street and see those signs. Like we buy houses cash. And, you know, that's like the indication of a person who's wholesaling properties. Um, and so what that did was people would call me saying, oh, Hey, you know, I'm an investor. 
Um, and so I would just get a ton of phone calls from investors saying, what properties do you have? And I, I didn't have any properties <laughs> because I was hoping that the signs gave me properties right. that I could, I could make some deals with. But I got the majority of my calls were coming from investors. Um, so I had a list, a really long list of investors who were looking for properties, but no properties to actually sell to them. But then after a while, I just started talking to them and finding out what was going on. And some of them just actually reached out and said, hey, you know, I could use your help with, you know, X problem or Y problem. And, and then I would just, I would be the problem solver. I would just try to help and support them in, in doing some of the things that they wanted to do. So I had a, a guy who owned a bunch of property and he just felt like he was way over his head. He had, um, he had kind of gotten into the market because, you know, during the time when right before the crash, the property prices were really high um, and he refinanced and cashed out, took some cash out of those properties and used that cash to go buy a bunch of other properties. And now he had a whole portfolio of properties and no one was paying rent. <laughs> so he was desperate for some support and um, he didn't know what he needed. And I was willing to help because I wasn't doing anything. And so I just kind of dove headfirst into trying to help him do a number of different things. So part of it was collecting rent. Part of it was communicating to his tenants. Part of it was getting tenants in the door so that he could actually start collecting some money. Um, you know, working with section eight, going down to the courthouse, going down to section eight and talking to the, the counselors there and finding tenants. And I mean, I did, I did what I had to do, which was kind of everything. I was all across the board. So, and, and, you know, even though you were just starting out yourself, you know, you found a way to provide value, you know, make yourself valuable to these other investors, but all the, at the same time, you're sitting here gaining all this experience, you know, you're learning about filling, filling vacancies, you're learning about tenant interaction, uh, section eight, and you're, it sounds like that's how you kind of learned how to be a property manager. I don't even know if that's what you do, but you learned about property management itself. And which, which is cool because that translates a lot to people right now that are trying to get started and may be having a hard time you know, we talk a lot about networking and, and building those relationships with people. And even if you, if somebody out there listening right now hasn't started or doesn't feel like they have the experience, that doesn't mean that you can't be of value to somebody. You can't, that doesn't mean you can't be helpful to somebody. And in return, you're, you might be able to gain the experience just like you did. So that's a really good point that you just brought up. And, a, a, you know, a great story by you going out and doing that, it sounds like it ended up becoming a tremendous benefit to you. And it, a lot of the time that's what it takes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't have, um, I didn't know how to invest and what to do and what that looked like. And so I just, you know, I figured I would get experience from, um, you know, the people who needed some support. And, you know, I, I think we pay for our education in multiple different ways. So, you know, initially I paid for my education, literally coming out of pocket with cash and went to uh, an educational program and learned um, and then I paid for my education with my time. I basically gave up my time, didn't really get paid for it, um, and learned a lot of lessons by helping other people. Um, and so, you know, you learn different things and what to do and what not to do, and you make a bunch of mistakes and, and you just kind of hope for the best. And, um, and, you know, you just work with people who are a little bit more knowledgeable um, and in showing that support and, and being of service to other people, I gained a lot of knowledge and experience so that when I did start my investing, I knew what to do. Absolutely. And I think also just being around other people that are doing it and seeing other people do it, it, it helps take away some of those 
concerns and some of the things that we may be um, that may cause us to be reluctant to invest, you know, but when you see other people doing it, and it kind of seems like it might be easier than you thought it would be you know, that I think that can be helpful as well. So that's, it sounds like that's, a, that's how you got started. Let's fast forward a little bit into how yeah. you created your own business. And you know what that what that kind of looks like and how that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, after my time in the Baltimore market, I realized I didn't like the Baltimore market. <laughs> and then I shifted into the DC market. And lucky for me, I'm kind of right in between, right? I'm I'm kind of the same distance from Baltimore than I am from DC. And so we're probably um, I, we're probably I, neighbors and we don't even know it. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> you might be across the street and I didn't even know it. <laughs> There's a chance that's that's that's, a, that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, so I um, so I started venturing out into the DC market, and um, I connected with another person who was doing uh, real estate in the DC market, and um, and we joined forces and and started to really build our portfolio of helping people. So we're still property managing, managing properties, um, and through that process of managing other people's properties, I was helping a lot of first-time investors. So there are people who you know buy their house and for whatever reason, can't sell it or don't want to sell it. And they become what they call accidental landlords, right? So you're almost like an accidental investor. So now you have this investment property. And so I found that the bulk of the, the investors that I was working with were first-time investors who didn't know what it meant to um, have an investment property and needed guidance and needed support and needed handholding um, throughout that process. And so I worked with them and gave them the support that they needed and guidance that they needed in order to feel like okay they were making good decisions about their investment long term okay and so that that makes sense so then from that and realizing that there's all these accidental investors out there that don't really necessarily know they're investing and maybe even realize the benefits that are coming along with it and maybe a few things that, that they could change that would work to their advantage it, it seems like that's where the the concept of your your business came from as far as like help coaching and, and help mentoring people? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I enjoyed working with newbie investors is I learned a lot of lessons of what you should and should not do. Um, what investments are good investments, what investments are not good investments. I learned how to um, uh, take care of properties and maintain properties. And so when I started to purchase my own investments, um, it became easier. I mean, it was so easy to do because I was doing it for other people. So I learned a lot of lessons when other people were paying me to do it so that when I went to make my own investments, it was just super easy to understand. Um, so it's easy for me to teach other people all the lessons that I learned because I had hundreds of examples of what that looked like. And so when you're a first-time investor, it's really scary and there's a lot that you don't know. And I gained a lot of that that experience just learning not from my own investments, but learning from other people's investments as well. So I share that knowledge with other people. Yeah, you know, and that's a good point because like you mentioned earlier about the wholesaling in Baltimore to the now, you know, helping people that are already investing in maybe tenant issues or what have you, you know, real estate investing, there's or if it's a good investment or not such a good investment, real estate has so many, investing has so many different facets to it somebody might be really good with numbers and crunching numbers on a spreadsheet, but not so good or not know the first thing about, you know, any improvement, uh, having any improvements done or what that might cost or tenant interaction or dealing with a management company or conflict resolution, or there's so many different things that come along with real estate. But by, it sounds like the journey you took, the path you took, you were kind of able to gain 
a little bit of experience from all these different facets and then take that and and package it up in a way that you're able to help new investors not only avoid some of those mistakes but maybe take some of those um, concerns and put them at ease because you know you're you're kind of telling them what to look out for and what to watch out for and you know I think there's a really there's a true value to that you know because from my experience and a lot of people that I talk to that are kind of newer invested investors who have been reluctant to get started a lot of times those apprehensions and concerns can keep them from ever getting started so having somebody that's there to kind of help them along the way and reinforce what they're probably already seeing, but just are finding a reason to not pull the trigger on it, along with all the different aspects that they may be missing, you know, or that they may be uh, unable, that they think they are unable to do that you can help teach them and show them that it's not that hard if we do this or if you do that, you know, it'll kind of run a little bit more smooth. So I, I think there's a tremendous value in that. So do you, do you find that you work more so with the individual investor, the newer investor? Are you working with people to help them grow their investing businesses? Like what do you have an area of specialty or is there is it kind of just broad across the across the board? Yeah. So I I love working with both. I love working with newbie investors, new people. Um, I love working with big businesses. I love working with multi-million dollar businesses. I think there are different problems at each stage. So when you're first getting started, you have no idea what to expect. And really, it's just about taking action and have someone on your side to walk you through the process as you take action. And when you're a big business, then your problems are a lot more. There's a lot more going on. Right. So it's a staffing issue. There's how do you keep growing? How do you maintain the excitement? How do you maintain the culture? So there's so many different things from each stage. And I love both. Um, I love growing businesses and real estate is a mini business. Um, and so if you think of your investments, they're mini businesses. And so um, I love those small businesses and I love those big businesses as well. So it sounds like you help people that are not only just new investors get started, but also just regular investors that are looking to scale and grow their business. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing that people don't think about when they're purchasing real estate is that it is a business. Um, and you have to register it as a business. So the state um, that you purchase a property in is acknowledging that this is a business. You're collecting income from it and you have expenses with it. And so people um, uh, need to kind of shift their mindset. And I work with them to, to think of it that way. And it, it's I, I think when it comes to properties and real estate, people, <clears throat> they tend to feel more attached to it. Um, and, and it's more personal. It feels more, per especially if it's a home that they used to live in mm -hmm. and they're now turning it from uh, their personal home into an investment. It's a very personal experience, but releasing that personal part of it and making sure that they look at it as a business um, and the ways that they can improve their business and get better returns from their business is something that is a little bit of a process. But yeah, that's that's exactly right. No, that's that's. I mean, that's a, that's very true what you just said, because it, it is a business. And I think until people start looking at it and thinking about it like a business, it, it can, it doesn't necessarily hurt them, but it definitely, I think, can prevent people from growing and moving forward and, and growing their business and scaling and just realizing better gains, you know, and the different advantages that come along with it. You know, it, and it is mindset. It's like a mindset shift. It's, it's weird. Like people that are getting started with real estate, they almost are going through an initial mindset shift of, you know, ordinary income or working or trading time for money to now getting involved and getting interested in 
passive income, you know, or more passive income and, and multiple income streams, you know, but when you first get started, a lot of the time, I think people get so connected and attached to this project, like it's their baby, you know, and, and yeah. it's very easy to get caught up in and, uh, you know, you get your, your, your nose so close to the grindstone that when you don't maybe see some of the, the bigger picture or some of the other opportunities that are going on. So there's almost like a second part to that mind, mindset shift that needs to take place where you start to, or you try to uh, detach yourself personally from the investment and, and look at it more as an actual business. And that's when I think, that's when I think people can start making leaps and bounds ahead, as opposed to just getting started and having maybe, you know, one or two rental properties or three rental properties and really trying to scale. If that's what the per a person wants to do, not everybody has that same goal. Uh, but if, if that's really what you're after, you know, I think working with somebody like you and, and honestly, just hearing what you're, you're saying, it, it opens a lot of eyes, I think. So a lot of really good stuff there. Do you find that most of the people on an individual that you, on an individual level that you work with, do they have a hard time making that mindset shift towards the business? I, I think there are people who are natural entrepreneurs. Um, and I think there are people who um, just like you were saying, you're used to your nine to five job. And so when people think of real estate, they see, um, especially on television, they see these really successful businesses and people flipping houses and making money. And so they're just like, I want that. I want that. And they don't realize that building any type of business, whether it's a real estate business or any type of other business takes time. And so they have these um, unrealistic expectations when it comes to those businesses. They think that if they buy a rental property, then it's instant gratification that they're going to start getting paid. And it doesn't exactly work like that. There's long-term benefits to owning real estate and any type of investment it takes time to grow. If you were to invest in anything on the stock market right now, right? It's the same thing. You invest in the stock market and you see it grow every day. And sometimes it goes down every day. You know, it's just, it ebbs and flows and goes over time, but it's almost like as if we give birth to a baby and we expect that baby to walk right away right? You can't put those expectations on your brand new baby. That's not fair. So you have to think of it in a very different type of way so that you can be more realistic with what you're going to get out of creating this thing that you want to create. So any investment that you get, it takes time to grow and, and coming to the table with that and knowing that that's the case before you even start investing, I think is probably the better bet. Yeah, no, that's another, I mean, another good point. Like it, it does ebb and flow. And honestly, real estate, it is a long-term play. And you, you know, you just mentioned that the T what's on TV and it is exciting and it is opportunity. You know, anybody that really wants to learn and put the work in can do it. It is, it is as simple as that. It, it's very hard. It's hard work, but the, conceptually yeah. it is as simple as that, but the, the play is long-term. So the ebb and flow, there's good days and bad. But the great thing about real estate is even if you don't make the greatest investment, you know, over, over a long period of time, it'll become a good investment. So it can wash, you know, it can wipe out some of the mistakes, even the longer you hold it. And it's funny. Right. I was just talking to one of my, my business partners that I, I do real estate investing with, and we flip houses together and another buddy of ours, we go to the same real estate meetup and another buddy of ours, we were talking about um, some of the investments that people were talking about at the meetup. And somebody was talking about how they had just gotten, you know, a, a rental property and they were going to maybe cash flow like a hundred dollars a month. And the buddy of ours was talking to us and saying like, is that even worth it? Why, why would I bother 
doing all this and putting down a big chunk of money or however you want to get creative and finance it, but you know, over a hundred dollars. But the point is, is that it's, it's not the hundred dollars a month that you're necessarily after, right? There's right. on top of that, you're getting the principal pay down. So over time, that hundred dollars is adding up hundred dollars, hundred dollars, hundred dollars, but you're picking up equity. You're building net yeah. worth. And as you build equity and as you build net worth, you know, maybe the house becomes paid off or maybe you refinance it later and that cap and rents are increasing simultaneously over the years. So that cash flow yep. number is going to creep up and it's going to go from 100 to 200 to 300. And at some point, depending on how you're playing it, you may not even have any debt attached to it. But for me, the most important part about that first that this, this was that guy's first investment property. The most important thing about it is that it was his first property. So it's not that in five years, he's still going to be collecting $100 a month, but it's most likely that he's going to have now more rental properties because he's got the first one under his belt. So, right. and it's, and it's all about that. It's all about that bigger picture. It's all about that longer term play. And, and I think that in in of itself takes mindset, right? It's, it's right. And you need to understand, we need to understand that as investors, that it's not going to be overnight. There may be some good deals and we pick up some good, you know, equity kickers or, you know, get a good opportunity and make a couple extra hundred dollars a month that we thought on cash flow. But yeah. it's more than it's more than that. You know, it's a lot more than that. So that's a that's a good point that you just that you just made. I wanted to really drill down on that. One other question for you, as far as like real estate investors that are kind of getting started, since we're kind of talk, we're on that topic, what do you find that prevents people the most from getting started? And I don't know if you work with people who haven't started yet, or if you're more or less working with people who are um, already investing, but do you have a sense of a, a, a common theme that comes across of, from people that prevents them from either getting started and or growing? Yeah. So what I've found is, and after talking to, I mean, I've talked to hundreds of newbies um, and everyone wants to get started in real estate investing. And, and I think everyone wants to flip properties because it looks really sexy, right? It's like, oh, you know, I want to flip properties. I want to flip properties. I think um, people don't seem to realize that, you know, flipping properties is great. That's not necessarily, um, going to get you all the money that you're hoping for in a very short period of time. So it's, it can definitely benefit you to flip properties, but what builds wealth long-term is owning something, owning real estate, owning assets. And so building up your assets and actually acquiring properties is really what's going to change your own personal balance sheet. What you're, what you're really trying to accomplish is long-term um, wealth for yourself and your family. And flipping properties, even though it seems like it's uh, you know going to give you a lot of money, that's another paycheck. It's another job. It's so it's, when you think of real estate, you have to think of it in kind of two different places. There's investing in real estate where you're acquiring property and you're you're adding to your own portfolio and you're building wealth. And then there's working in real estate, which is what I used to do, which is property management, sales, flipping, wholesaling. All of that is a job. So you can transition from your nine to five into another nine to five job in real estate. Um, but again, that's not going to give you that long term wealth generation that you're really trying to build. And so. Um, again, when you talked about mindset shift, it's shifting your mindset to, if you're really interested in real estate, are you interested in a real estate job? Or are you interested in really building wealth? Because the two of them are not the same thing. 
and separating them out and saying, okay, I want to build wealth. Well, that's acquiring property. What does that look like? Let's come up with a plan for that. Um, and you can use your current nine to five job to pay for acquiring property. Um, or do you want to actually work in real estate? Like, you know, leaving your nine to five to work another nine to five is, is different. It's a different situation. Um, and so understanding the difference between working in real estate and investing in real estate, I think is that mindset shift that a lot of people need to have before they actually start doing anything. Yeah. And I can attest to the fact that flipping houses is not sexy. It, it's, <laughs> it, it is a job. It's a job. TV makes it look sexy. All right. Though. Yeah. TV yeah, makes it yeah. Look super there, sexy. There's no cameras following me around. I can assure you that <laughs> it's, but you're right. It's a hundred percent true, you know, and that's okay too. Cause some people like real estate in general and they're drawn to it. And you know, real estate sales agents, or if you're in construction, obviously flipping houses is something that just can line up. Um, you know, if you're interested in getting in real estate, but you're right. That's all transactional income, just like going to your job or, or what have you. That's that's regular, ordinary income. You know, now it can it can help in a certain way, I guess, because you're getting immersed in the real estate market and you're you're learning and you're picking up things and you're networking. But a lot of the, I think a lot of times that people are getting into that aspect of real estate investing, it's with the purpose of taking the the, the income that they're generating and using that to invest. Right. So like right. they'll, they'll do the flips or they'll do real estate sales to try to, you know, generate that extra income to then go put into their own buy and hold properties. But it's, it's realizing that and understanding that, that those two things are different you know, that's, that's ordinary income more or less versus passive income. And I think what most people are after when they talk about real estate investing is passive income, financial freedom, um, and all the, all the benefits that come along with that as well as, in, you know, building network, which is the, big, the biggest, I think, benefit of, of them all. So to our listening audience out there, how do you, if they reach out to you, how do you think that you would be able to benefit them the most, whether they're just starting or already investing? Yeah. So a lot of people who reach out to me who are just getting started or thinking about getting started, the advice I give them is the same. You know, there's three things I tell them they need to do. So first of all, be motivated and know what you want. So know exactly what area of real estate you want to focus on, what you want to do. And of course, it doesn't have to be like that forever. I got started wholesaling and it completely took me in a different direction, but you just have to be motivated to start doing it, right? So that first thing is get motivated so that you know exactly what you want and you're willing to take action. The next is get educated. I had to get educated. I didn't know what I was doing when I started um, doing anything, wholesaling, foreclosures. So you have to get some education. Um, and YouTube is great. Don't get me wrong. I love learning off of YouTube, but sometimes YouTube isn't enough. You need um, something a little bit more tangible. Sometimes you might need to, let's just say, for example, you are into wholesaling and you're following Max Maxwell. He has a bunch of content on YouTube and it's all free, but Sometimes you might need to buy a book or a course or something. You might, you might need some additional education, something that's going to walk you through it step by step by step, because all that free content coming at you doesn't hit you where you need it to, which is exactly where you are in the place where you are. So like if you're just getting started, there's no roadmap. There's no clear roadmap to how you're going to move forward. So you might have all the information and all the, all the information that they're giving you on YouTube, but it's not always going to be super helpful. Um, if you don't know how to take that first step. So 
um, get an, a real estate education, get some type of education. I think that's number the most important thing, which is number two. The third thing is to find a coach and find a mentor. Um, find someone who's going to walk with you through the process. And that doesn't have to necessarily be a coach like me. That could be anyone. It could be a friend who is two steps ahead of you, who has already been in your shoes and done those things. It could be, you know, just like you were talking about a meetup earlier. It's like you could go to a meetup and talk to investors, talk to someone who can help give you guidance. Um, in a mentorship, you have to remember that it needs to be mutually beneficial. People aren't just gonna give you a whole bunch of free information and answering all your nagging questions and walk you step-by-step step through the process of where you are without getting something in return. So find someone who um, you can create a mutually beneficial relationship with to um, be your mentor through the process um, or you know, hire a coach, someone who's going to walk you through it step-by-step step where you are and has worked with other people just like you to get to the place where you want to be. Yeah, good stuff. And I think, so it sounds like if people reach out to you, it, it, real estate investing can be almost like a maze we're trying to get through. And it sounds like you help provide some focus, some clarity, <laughs> identify what their goals are and based on what those goals might be, help put them on that path. And, and to another point, what you just said, you know, it's about educating yourself and there's only so much we can really get out of books and podcasts. At some point you need to start doing and even if you're not in a position to do yourself, like you just said, a mentor doesn't even have, if it's not a paid coach, it could be somebody that's investing, you know, already investing. You can go make yourself valuable to that person by helping them with whatever it is that they may need. But what you're going to be getting out of it is that experience and, and that education. And that's only going to help you going forward. And, and, and if you're a little bit beyond that and you feel like you just need a little bit extra, you know, paid coaching, paid mentorship, is right as it can be very beneficial for the right person as well uh this has been a lot of fun rihanna um but before i let you go it is time for our segment advice from our invest guest so i'm going to ask you three questions <laughs> i ask the same three questions to each guest every week and i'm going to start with question number one what is one thing that you would recommend to people right now that haven't started investing in real estate that they can go out and do to get to help them get started yeah, so um, I'd say take action. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we had talked about already is, you know, there's so much information out there. There's so much free content out there. I think we can go into a spiral of uh, um, seeking knowledge and just trying to get all the answers lined up. And, you know, they're waiting for the stars to align before they actually take action and take the leap. I think just start doing something, just start doing anything. Um, even if you're just going to like the meetups or you're surrounding yourself with other real estate professionals, start doing something and then see where that takes you. I think it'll lead you down the right path um, and you'll eventually get to the place where you want to be um, or need to be, or you're supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> but I think one of the things that I had to learn was, okay, I got my education, and I started taking action and it took me on a completely different path than what I expected, but I took action. And that first initial step of doing something will help to get you started in the right direction. Great stuff. Very good. Very good stuff. I 100% agree with you too. Just by simply doing, you know, is yeah. it, it, it's really, it's going to make a world of difference for anybody out there that's listening that hasn't started yet. Even if it's not buying a property, just go out and start meet, you know, networking, go to meetups 
things will start to happen. Okay, question number yeah. two. What is one thing that you might do differently if you were to look back and start your journey down, uh, you know, your journey into real estate investing? If you were to start over again, is there anything you might do different? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing I struggle with now, that instant gratification and having patience. Um, I think patience is the key to any type of investing, whether you're investing your time or investing your money. Um, it's just being patient. Uh, I think we've come into this world of um, just having all of our needs met instantaneously. We have these you know, unrealistic expectations as to what life really is. Um, and things just require a lot of patience when you're growing certain things. Like if you're, you know, if you like, uh, if you're growing a vegetable garden, some vegetables <laughs> grow faster than others. Tomatoes grow in, uh, you know, a very fast pace. Avocados takes years, um, but both are beneficial. So just having that um, setting realistic expectations and having more patience is something I wish I would have had. I have investments, one in particular that I'm just like, dang, I should have waited till this market to sell because this is like the seller's market now. Um, I made almost zero money on when I sold it six years ago. And had I held on to it another six years, I would have been selling at the height of the market. So just having patience and, and um, you know, waiting for those right moments. Um, will make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Real estate investing is definitely the long game. And, and to your gardening analogy, it's like if you're if you're looking for a meal, don't plant a garden. But if you're looking for a harvest that's going to feed you meals for many nights, go plant a garden. So that's that's good. Yeah. I, like, I like that analogy. Okay, question number three. Do you have a book recommendation for our audience that may uh, that might help them get on track with their own real estate investing uh, journey? Yeah. So the book, especially for newbies, I always recommend is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think that is, again, when you talk about that mindset shift, um, having that understanding of the difference between having um, a poor person's mentality and a rich person's mentality and what that looks like, that's almost the best book. Um, and it's the easiest book to read, to be honest with you. Um, and I know a lot of people recommend it, but it's a great place to start. So if you haven't read that book, definitely start there. Um, that's definitely a good place to begin. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that one. If you're, if you're just getting into all of this stuff and you're, you're not quite getting with the, what all of the fuss is about with real estate investing, that means you haven't quite undertaken that mindset shift yet. So go read right. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It'll <laughs> definitely help give you a different perspective, I think. So, yeah. uh, Rihanna, this has been a lot of fun. I really do appreciate you joining me on, on the Invest Nest. Uh, for our listening audience out there, whether they're not investing yet and they want to get into it, or if they're already investing but looking to grow their business, how can they reach out and how can they get in touch with you? What's the best place for them to go to, to, get, to get in touch with you? Yeah, so shoot me an email. Um, you could also go to my website and book a call with me. Um, that's the best way to get in touch. Okay, and that's properplanning.realestate. Um, proper planning dot real estate. Um, if you go to my website, there's a little calendar um, on there so you could schedule some time with me. Um, or you can email me at Rihanna at proper planning dot real estate. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm going to make sure I include all those links down in the show notes for our audience below. Uh, but in case you missed it, it is proper planning dot real estate. And of course, Follow along uh, with everything that Rihanna is putting out on social media. And again, her Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. She is at Rihanna M. Campbell and on Clubhouse at Rihanna Biz Coach. Rihanna, thanks so much. I wish you the best of luck in 2021 and beyond. And uh, thanks again for joining me. And I hope to have you back sometime. Yeah, that'll be great. Thank you. All right. Thanks again, Rihanna. Take care.
And I also want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in again this week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Rihanna as much as I did. She's uh, really got a lot of experience and very uh, insightful for a lot of different aspects of real estate investing. So if you're looking for a, maybe that little extra, if you're already investing or if you're getting just getting started investing, I really uh, strongly recommend that you reach out to Rihanna. And if not, just follow along. Follow along on Instagram. She does put in Facebook, all of her social media. She puts out a lot of great content. So definitely a good person to have in, in your network. All right, everyone. Uh, before we wrap up again, I just wanted to apologize for missing the, the podcast last week. I'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, and of course, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a review and rating. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Invest Nest. And of course, go check out theinvestnest.com. All right, everybody. As usual, I'm your host, Travis Murphy, and we'll see you next time on The Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you for joining us on the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to join the InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today.